Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You can fix your nose if you say so. You can buy all the makeup the back can make. But if you can't look inside you, <laughs> find, find out who, who am I to. Being the <laughs> to make me feel so damn unpretty. There you go. Who's our guest, Lainey? <laughs> Guys. Welcome to Sasha Answers. I'm Lainey. I'm Sasha. And back by popular demand, it's Elizabeth Trenier. That was, that's who's singing some TLC for us. It's our lizard who's back. Um, to bring some millennial input to our podcast, our mm-hmm. advice podcast. Because who loves millennials more than me? <laughs> that would be me, Sasha Tong. You, All right. Liz, you've missed a few, like, <laughs> you've missed a few Sasha rants mm-hmm. about millennials on social media and why it has to happen and how it's just so, like, gross to her and the selfie culture and blah, 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 blah. blah. So you're here now. And I want you to have a selfie off. Or at least I want you to tell Sasha to stand up up for millennials and the selfie habit. Well, first, Liz, um, I think you just showed us a little bit of your um, album in your phone. And you have how many selfies in your phone? Be honest. No, I'm going to give you the ratio. No, no. Just be honest how many fucking selfies you have on your phone. Don't force her to answer your question. I have 34,000 photos in my phone. Mm -hmm. And thank you to my phone who sorts my photos for me. It told me I have 4,000 <laughs> selfies. Okay. It does not. I mean, listen, girl, love yourself. Nobody loves, <laughs> nobody loves yourself. Nobody oh, we're going loves Oprah. Liz Trenier mm-hmm. more than Liz Trenier. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I had to find through the years because I didn't find that right away. But thanks to the selfie generation, I found it and I found my best light. And I'm not forgiving. I'm not, I'm not apologizing for that. Okay. So wait a minute. So every. So you love, you found love for yourself by just loving what your face looked like. No. <laughs> Sorry, but that's what you just said. No, but I'm just saying that, you know, like, girl can take a selfie. I can take a selfie. Yes. It's one of her life skills. Sad. Listen, <laughs> I, okay. I also think I could teach a class on selfies because I think there's a lot of bad selfies out she there. She really could. Okay, well, give, give us your tips for the people that are wanting to know because there must be – I know there are tons of people who want to know Actually, this. Don't I'm, calling, me. I'm calling bullshit on you not having any selfies in your phone. No, I do. I do. You I do. You don't have to take a fucking selfie too, so, Sash. Um, but the difference is I post – I don't – sorry. The difference is I don't post them. They're um, on my phone. So who are they for? Mm, I'll like <laughs> nobody. Like I'll, I'll take them like when I'm on a trip and I'll be like, oh, to remember this because as we've gone over before on this podcast, my husband – um, whenever takes he takes a picture of me, I look like a gremlin, yeah. right? So I want to keep them as keepsakes for me to remember that I was at a tropical destination. So I so their memories want to remember for me. when I am looking you know, really good, <laughs> 60, 60 plus, and mm-hmm. my I'm aging like a fine wine. What I looked like when I was twenty five. Lainey's currently Kenny. Sorry, Lainey's currently. Yeah, she's showing Yasik because you know he he is not as familiar as we are with your selfie talent. So I've oh, showed you showed him my photos. Yeah, I've oh, showed great. him your last two selfies. I love this one. This is your most recent one with the cap and your Thank eyes you. are covered. This is great. Do you want to know, wanna know why I took that photo too? It's to give home, my homie a shout out for his t shirt, and I I didn't like want to post my face that day. So I knew, throw a hat on, get some lighting. All right. It was the ice storm. And that's an icy photo. Okay. So give some tips. Give some tips. But notice that in this selfie, her she can't see what she's doing. Like her eyes are obscured and she's still able how to many, selfie herself. How many did you take of those? At least like 15. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you're bound to get one of them that are good. But this one is awesome. This Listen, thing. I will not debate that Liz Trenier, I would like to fucking hump. When I see those selfies, I'm oh like, God. beautiful. Oh, my God. But this is what the problem is, right? I wish and, – and the difference, 
you're distracting me. <laughs> yeah, because her selfies are so good. But the difference is Liz will post like these stunners of herself, but she'll also post ones where she's not wearing makeup or where she's being a total fucking goof, right? So there's that yin and yang. But part of the problem is, you know, for me, it's like this, this whole millennial situation is she's showing me her best self all the time, right? Or yes, people like you are. And that makes me and other people feel bad about themselves. Um, but that's also the filter culture. That is Instagram. Unfortunately, we live in a world where, you know, like, oh, I'm going to throw a filter on it. Okay. So then if you're not like, that's why I, I still have my Facebook in some ways. I'm like, I kind of like looking at, you know, bless my sister-in-law, but I like her photos because they're unfiltered. They're just like photos of her, my brother and our, my nephew. And, and I like that unfiltered aspect of Facebook. And whereas Instagram, it's everything's filtered. Everything's curated. Everything. I, don't tell me that you're, you're just posting photos just to post photos for people. Like you're, you're posting photos. So you look good. You're not no, going to post. There's no filter. Well, on. So the, <laughs> this one's pretty good. Lainey's showing the part of the, her latest but post where she also, has period blood stains all over her pants. But we talked And that's this. the yin and yang again. Yin, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think there's an issue when people – I don't follow accounts that are just like perfection. I like, you know, someone like Gigi Hadid who can – Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> you just said yeah. not perfection Gigi yeah. Hadid. Well, how is Gigi <laughs> ever not no, perfect? I think okay. – Okay, well, maybe you she's just not picked the hottest example. person in well, the entire world. I just, you know, I like Gigi. So, like, <laughs> hey guys, okay. It just okay. sets unrealistic standards. That's it my does, only problem. Course. But also, that's the world we're living in. That's not the world I choose to live in. But fair enough. I listen again. Follow Liz Trenier because there's tons know. of there's tons of beauty inspiration, tons of fashion inspiration. Listen, I am all down for a photo, but sometimes. You know, like I admit I have a FUPA. That's okay. Everyone's got a FUPA of some sort. So I'm okay to talk about that. And, and you know, I don't always post the most flattering photos. But I will say that um, when I post a selfie, it gets at least almost double the likes as some of my other photos. So it's like this is a So that matters to you, right? The likes matter to you. Well, to my brand, to, mm-hmm. to me making the money, honey, and being like, you know, I, I think I understand, you know, you give the people what they want. <laughs> The thing is, the thing is, is, is also like, I was a kid that would talk too much, you know, to my parents and school, whatever. So when my parents would send me to my room because I was talking their ear off, I made friends with the mirror. <laughs> and that's where I the talent was make, born. I would make up characters. That's why I'm, mm, my life goal is to be on SNL. Like, I like being characters. Do I look like this is not Liz Trenier. This is Liz Trenier's social media feed. But... I think whatever. It's like when I when I am slaying all day with these selfies, it's like a little Beyonce in me, you know? She's coming out. I'm like, what would Bay do? You okay. Know? Okay. I'm sorry, Sasha, that you hate me. I don't hate you. You hate my selfies. How can you love How I can actually you hate wanna, you? Have you liked my selfies before? But of course. Really? I've also been like, 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 and commented on it. Listen, as I said a, a couple of podcasts ago, I don't. I'm not opposed to looking at my friends who have like beautiful pictures. In fact, I really enjoy it. I love seeing that. My biggest gripe is a whole fucking feed of selfies is a cause for concern for Mm -hmm. me. And also if it's super uncreative, like if the same fucking shitty photo of you in your fucking stupid outfit of the day, I want to shoot myself in the face a bit. Like I don't want to see that all the time. You give me a bit of diversity. Do I think that you probably are a bit more vain than I would enjoy? Probably, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I think so too. So, and that to me is cause for concern for people. <laughs> you know, when you're all all you're doing is invested in you and how you look, that makes mm-hmm. me think: Are you? Is everything all there? So that's interesting to me because you know, um, y- when I'm posting a selfie, usually it's one of two things. Either it's really good light, because I'm a sucker for great lighting, mm-hmm. or two, I'm showing off my makeup. That's it. Like, listen, mm, my brows are often the same, whatever, but if it's some, about something different, I, I don't often post the same makeup look twice. And you can go through my whole feed and call me out all you want, but that's kind of like I'm giving a shout out to my makeup artist. I'm giving a shout out to myself if I did a good job on my makeup, because I'm proud of myself. Um... And, and yes, I'm sure there's vanity in it. I mean, of course, I've, I'm posting it, right? Like, I'm stoked on it. But I do think 
it's funny because, you know, if you – people, people, I don't know. It's like I'm also somebody that when the day that somebody tells me I need something done to my face is the day I said I've step, I'll step off camera and that's it. That's always been my thing because also I cannot play with Botox or any anything personally because of my skin condition um, and that's just kind of been my thing. Like as, as soon as people think I'm old and crusty – I mean, like, okay, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna do something else with my life, whether that's producing. Oh, so TV. if you're old and crusty, you won't post any no, selfies. No, but I'm saying, I'm saying for years, what you're saying is that you think so much about yourself and you're like so into yourself. It's like, no, it's not about that. It's just like I believe that, you know, I am not gonna be one to be constantly fixing myself. I think this is a phase that I'm going through that I'm posting selfies. I just don't know in ten years if I'm gonna be posting selfies. Because you're I, old and crusty. No, <laughs> no, because maybe I am, you know, I'm always, I'm into like natural aging always, but I'm also like a lot of my girlfriends do plastic surgery and I'm, I'm down with that too. I'm like, do your thing. I just personally can't. And like, if I get to a point where I'm like, well, I don't want to post that, I won't post it. But see, that's what's disheartening to me. I wish that you would, when you're old and crusty, 10 years is probably still younger than Lainey and I. I would still uh, hope that you would still be fucking fuck posting you. things. But also, <laughs> I'm looking at my mother who just turned 63 and she has like the greatest skin. And if I look like her, I'm going to post the selfies at 63. See, so my, there's my point. You won't post something when you're quote unquote old. I don't think <laughs> Listen, we're going to re- reach we're not gonna, resolution. We're not going to reach resolution. I, don't think, Listen, I think we're done. The, the the thing is, I do <laughs> love I, I do love looking at Liz's Instagram, right? Like it is inspiring, as I to, said. No, no, no. You don't have to zhuzh it. It's fine. No, no. I will say that. But I listen, it's not like I'm like holding back my feelings here. I think it's – I mean, at the end of the day, fuck. I don't, I don't care. I follow like one person. One person follows me back. I could give two shits. I just want – I just want um, – I just would hate to be 16 looking at – either of your Instagram pages. I would hate that. I would hate that. I'm sorry. How did I well, get... Except, listen. Uh, how did I get roped into the millennial discussion? That's... Because you got you your period all a, over your pants. I think, <laughs> you, you think of me as, as a millennial. millennial. Yes. But yeah. I think of the much, much music VJs of, you know, when I was growing up, I wish, you know, the Sarah Taylors of the world had Instagram. I wish. Because I wanted a glimpse of their life. I wanted a glimpse into, like, what they're doing and... That's why I think with my Insta stories, I'm a lot more candid and straight up. My feed, I'm a bit more protective of what I'm posting. Um, and I understand it. I'm more curated and vain. Um, but, like, I definitely show off the fact that when I laugh, I have a double chin. And I'm not going to, like, delete the video if it's funny because I have a double chin. It's like, you know, I can get a double, a triple. <laughs> Well, Liz that's is what it is. She is give funny. Gives a triple chin, chin right yeah. now. But it's, but it's, you know, it's, it's. I think, I think it's good to show both sides. Is what I'm saying. Agreed. I think it's good to show all sides of you and love yourself for whatever. But yeah, I'm gonna love on myself if I look hot that day. Great. And I think that's okay. Power to you. I. So when I was growing up, I loved much music so much, mm-hmm. and right now I'm a little bit like giddy over the fact that we have like a much. <laughs> Totally. A much music alum. Yeah. That's nice. Thanks, Okay. So about my period. Yeah. There's no need to even try to pretend that we can transition. No. Periods. This this podcast is a period podcast now. This podcast should be called Period Podcast. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Do you want to start, Sash, about your period? I mean, really, it was quite inspiring when I saw that you bled through your hammer pants and then put that on Instagram fucking bless you, loved it, and then you came over to my desk so that I could (laughs) then witness the blood stain on your pants and then proclaim to me that you had no other pants to put on. Sidebar, Lainey is a host on a television show and has a wardrobe full of clothes, yet you couldn't find a pair of pants. And what is so great is I think you just wanted to rock the blood. Of course. like, Like a power woman and I fucking loved it. I cried laughing and it made me so happy. Okay. I will say that yes, I did just want to rock my period <laughs> pants with yes. the stain. Mm-hmm. I will also say though that even though there's a whole wardrobe that we have at our disposal, remember you're not wearing underwear and you're bleeding. I don't wear underwear <laughs> and I was just bleeding. I don't want to put that 
like, I don't want to go down to wardrobe. That clothing belongs to our workplace. I'm not going to fucking smear my bloody ass cheeks on mm-hmm. clothing that belongs Couldn't to the workplace. Couldn't you just do like a little like a… Baby wipe? A, yeah, like a baby… Couldn't you wipe that situation it's up? It's still and- fucking weird because okay. everybody would have seen. Like I… No one wants those As you pants. know, I announced it on Instagram mm-hmm. and walked around the office. Like I went to your desk yeah. and I was like, look at my fucking period stain. Loved. I also did that 40 other times to 40 <laughs> other people in yeah. the building. So everybody at this point knew, yeah. oh, fucking Lainey, like, blood stained her pants. Mm-hmm. So then I'm not going to go into wardrobe being like, oh, hey. <laughs> right. Could I just go into <laughs> her so pants? Yeah. You know, every time I wear white pants, the last three times I've worn white pants, I've bled. Whether I'm supposed to bleed or it's just random spotting. Thank you, Mother Nature. Like, really, honestly, I, I think I think my stylist said to me the other day, she goes, are you kidding me? Because it came through the front. And she was like, <laughs> she's like, first of all, how heavy is your flow right now? Second of all, you need a tampon. Third of all, what the fuck, dude? You literally, the last three pairs of white pants, you've ruined, you've soiled. I'm like, well, I can get it now. But I think I'm cursed with wearing white pants and periods. Like, I think it's just like, when I'm wearing white pants, it's just, you know, my bits know what's up. And they're like, I'm going to ruin these. <laughs> no, you had a – but then you texted me today, Sasha, yes. and you were like, you cursed me. And I was like, what the fuck do I have to do with it? Well, okay, so a couple of podcasts ago, I said that I had a surprise for you, remember? Yes. And when – I don't have them with me because when you posted that Instagram mm-hmm. post, everyone added – uh, Nick's wear because I was going to get you period underwear so that you could trial the underwear instead Mm-mm. of wearing tampons. Are you going to tell me no, they don't work, Liz? She doesn't, no, she's not going to wear underwear. You wouldn't wear underwear just so that you didn't have to use a tampon I and hate you didn't. underwear. So did Nick's wear send you I'm not underwear? sure yet. I haven't gone through my mail. Okay. Um. Well, because I wanted to trial this instead of doing the diva cup. Anyway, point being, I fucking wait, wait. I, so you can wear this underwear and you don't have to wear a pants. Yes, because it's two tampons worth. It will absorb two tampons Stop. worth. Come on. Yes. Where the fuck have you guys been living? Yes. Not the way I've been bleeding. But well, can you imagine though? Okay, so you bleed through two tampons. She's on the super thick trip. I'm. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I am going through. So I haven't got my period for eight weeks. Yeah. And then on Friday, when my fucking period arrived through my pants, that was the first time in eight weeks. So there's been some buildup. And I am every hour like a fucking crime scene. <laughs> there's a serial killer in, in between my legs. Uh, it Shark is- week is real. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure about this underwear. Well, do, you, yep. do you use the Diva Cup? No, I don't. So this is what I said. I texted Lainey today because… All of a sudden, I had just put in a new tampon an hour ago, and then I leaked through my fucking under my tampon and my underwear, and my jeans are fucking bloodstained. And I was like, Lainey, why the fuck are we vampires? Like, what the fuck is with our bodies that they are needing so much blood? Um, so she was like, don't use the Diva Cup. And I was like, no, not yet, because it, it fucking was a surprise that I was getting my period today. You're not the – okay, wait. so there's me – okay, so I posted that picture on Instagram – then everybody, like five other people that we worked with were like, oh, fuck, I got my period today too. And it's super heavy. Is it like a moon? Is well, there a Mercury or some crazy shit going on? Things are happening. happening. Yeah. I so can so. can I just make a, a – so it was Nick's wear and Think's underwear make these um, – this line of underwear where it takes – it absorbs two tampons worth. I have – no problem begging people to send me these because I want to try them. If I can wear that You'll at night, them? yes. If I can wear that at night instead of wearing a tampon at night to give my fucking poontang a break from fucking you tampons. Your, you don't give your like pussy a break when you wear underwear to go to bed because it can't breathe. No, this, this is the whole deal with them. They're like breathable and they absorb two tampon blood worth. Okay, That's let me check amazing. my mail tomorrow. I bet you I just they, feel like I roll I around you. at night and there's going to be leakage in the front, in the back, as we know. But all it of it just absorbs. Coming. Don't I you think don't that's know. awesome? Yeah, I think it's great if it works. You know, I'm going to just pick one bone about the Diva Cup, though. Okay, yes. Because you've tried it? No. Oh. Because my a, a coworker. Yes. A person that I yeah. know of. Yeah. Um, who I used to work with. Emptied her diva cup out into the public. I told I told this story. Remember, I said that Liz saw somebody who emptied out her fucking gross diva cup in the bathroom. Oh, 
I just mouthed that Delaney. Sorry, everybody. But honestly, it was the grossest thing. We were, she was sitting sorry, downstairs. She showed you? No, she came downstairs and she's like, I just took out my diva cup. And I was like, oh, like in the toilet? No, she's like, no, you just like pour it in the sink. And honestly, <gasps> <laughs> listen. That sounds gross, but it's no its no less gross than your friend coming up to you showing you her bloodstained pants. So, like, whatever. I'm not, like, washing my hands in her underpants, though. Like, I'm washing my hands in that sink, that same sink that she poured her bloody Chunky blood in, yeah. chunky blood. Here's what my question bits. about the Diva Ooh. Cup. I know we've talked about it, but I started trying to visualize it. So, you put the cup inside of you. Mm-hmm. Let's say you go to bed. Does it like it go sideways place. and then spill uh, uh, all over the place? Like I, I don't. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Like no, do you like, regurgitate like, on your own blood? I'm holding. I'm holding a glass here, yes, right? Yes. So in theory, this is the diva cup. Yes. When you're sitting, if it. I lie down, what happens to the liquid in a cup? It'll yeah. spill backwards, probably. Yeah. But I guess it just spills back into your. So is your, your blood fucking sloshing all yes. over the cup? Mm-hmm. While sure. You're, uh, Sure. Okay. It's like a pint. Okay. It's like Molly Bloom's <laughs> no. on Friday night. Yeah, you know? that's no. Up that's and down, it. up and down. That's it. Oh my God. That's it. Okay. So should we move on from periods maybe and talk about why periods are necessary, which is they <laughs> babies. prevent babies. <laughs> but in fact, Khloe Kardashian just had a fucking baby and her name is True. Mm-hmm. And I know, Liz, you feel a lot of things about the name True. So I have a lot of mixed emotions about it. <laughs> I read the sentence where she announced it, and I was like, okay, so, like, what's the baby's name? And then I read it again and realized that there was a capital T on that true. I thought it was like, oh, true to Thompson Nature or whatever. Like, I just, you know. And then it came out true. I saw, sat, and I pondered it, and my, my best friend was like, this is so awful. I'm devastated. <laughs> I'm gutted. <laughs> It was and really that emotional yeah, about the name? She, oh, okay. Well, one of my best friends. I took call all my friends my best friends. It was Katie. And she was very <laughs> Just out upset. her. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, she's very upset. I posted it all on her social media how upset she was. This it was is like destroyed her day. Millennial thing. You guys care about the Kardashians. Well, you know, sometimes we do. But this is what my brain at midnight last night, I woke up and I said to Nat, oh my goodness, I just came up with the funniest joke. I said, you know, uh, Chloe named her kid True, and Kim named her kid North. So all they need is True, North, a strong, and a free, and they're basically Canadian. Oh. And I feel like there's going to be a strong Kardashian. A free Kardashian, Kardashian for sure. For sure, coming our way. So (laughs) Kendall and Kylie, I'm looking at you. Or maybe even What's Kylie's kid's name? That one's fucking jank, too. What's that name? Stormy. Stormy. Ugh. I only know that because like, of Stormy Daniels. Well, when the world met Stormy Daniels, like Kylie named her kid literally a week after. Oh, right. Oh my God. I lived for that Kylie video though. I bawled my eyes out. I, Am I a loser? No, we talked about it. Like when it came out, maybe like 15 minutes later, I happened to be on Twitter and I was like, and it started trending. So I tapped on it uh-huh. and it was a 10 minute video and I was like okay let me just watch this and within five minutes I was already going on our group chat Sasha's on it and I was like I can't stop fucking watching this video what the fuck is wrong with me and I got them all on it and they were like what the fuck this is a, the, the best thing I've ever seen it was mesmerizing don't only lie pro- only production value yes I, yes that's the only reason why I feel nothing for the Kardashians at all yes but the production value was amazing a hundred percent but I've spoken about this before that when I interviewed Kylie um, a while back, her face didn't move. Like, it was like, oh, my God, I'm so happy to be here. And everything is so great. I love being 18. And it was like, okay, cool. Like, you're 18 and frozen in time right now with your face. Um, But I, in that moment, kind of took all of that away and all the, like, the Kardashians and was like, these people – I, I like this. I like this content and I'm still watching it and I'm still watching their Insta stories and their Snapchats and I'm intrigued. And you know what? Chloe is the one that I, Chloe and Courtney are my favorites. And I was so disappointed by True, but then True ends up being her, her <laughs> great, well, True's great grandfather's name, Chris's grandfather's name and Chris's dad's name. True. They're, oh, that's the real oh, that's name. the re- yeah. reason why that. 
Yeah, Came and then uh, Chris who? Chris Jenner. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> I'm on a first name basis with these people. <laughs> okay, so friends. Chris Jenner's grandfather and great grandfather. Great- no, Chris Jenner's grandfather. His name is True. First mm-hmm. name, and then her dad's her father's name. Her okay. like dad middle name was True as well. So it's oh. a family name. It's it's okay. The, well, then that's not so heinous then. So your no. friend Katie should probably be down with that. It's like Kardashian I mean, lineage. I just I saw your eyes when you were talking about that, and there was a lot of emotion in there. I'm turning red. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we brought a millennial perspective on the Kardashians to the people. Yes. Yes. Sasha and I try to care about True. I am. You clearly do. We want to respect that. (laughs) You know what the thing is, is like if I – if they were walking – by me on the street, I would take their photo. But I would also take a lot of people's photos. So I don't really know. I don't like sit and watch like Keeping Up With the Kardashians all the time. But if I'm in LA and I turn on into the E! Network, I tune in to Keeping Up With the Kardashians. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I enjoy how mundane it is. They play it like on loop at the hospital. I know. In LA. Like if you go to Cedar sinai the Kardashians are on loop. Anyway. Um, Shall we get to some questions and help some people out, Liz? Yes. Yeah. Are you ready? Yes. Sash? Bring All it. Right. Um, hi, Lainey and Sasha, and now Liz. For the sake of privacy, I'll call myself H. I'm 26 years old, identify as cis male. I've been with my boyfriend for about three years now. Let's call him G. He's 23. All right. So G and H. H is the one writing in. H is okay. 26. Okay. We've been living together for about a year now, and I believe we have a happy relationship. We take care of each other. We're always there for each other. The home is filled with fun, love, and laughs. And I just got so used to having him with me all the time that now I don't even like being home alone. However, a year ago, I got a full-time job in an office that allowed me to have my own apartment and live by myself. He was spending a lot of time at my place, so we just thought it would make sense for him to move in completely. At the time, he was a part-time barista. He also has university debt, and he didn't finish university, so he's saving up to go back and do one more course to finish. Needless to say, he couldn't deal with university debt, saving up to finish school and living expenses on a part-time salary. So I happily took it on to deal with most of our expenses because it meant we could live together and I love the idea. He helped with what he could and we're getting by. Now, you need to know I'm a very organized person. I like to keep the house organized, clean, tidy. When he moved in, I created a cleaning schedule, splitting everything equally, and I kept to it, but he didn't. In my mind, I thought he'd be proactive to balance the fact that I deal with most of the expenses so he could pick up a little bit more responsibility around the house, but that didn't happen. I tried letting it go and showed him how it would be if I wasn't always worried about him keeping the place tidy, but it also didn't work. Now I'm just in a dirty, messy house, and it's making me sad. Um, because I feel like he doesn't realize how much I'm taking on me. The worst part is that about five, six months ago, he also got a second part-time job as a server in a medium high-end restaurant, which gives him a lot of good tips. After a while, we talked about it and we realized he was making more money than I do on my full-time job, but somehow I was still carrying all this financial responsibility. He raised his contribution a bit but still not even near being split in half and said that he couldn't help more because of his debt and saving for university. After a while, his parents came around some money and gave him 5000 to help with all of this, not to mention the time he's been already saving up. What gets me the most, though, is that he goes out with his friends more than I do, buys things and splurges a bit on things that are not necessary while I am barely keeping afloat and focusing on doing things around the house and getting appliances and electronics, etc., Last night, I almost talked to him about it, but got scared that if I did it the wrong way, it might hurt his feelings. We never fight, and I'm afraid this talk could cause our first big fight, and I don't know how to handle it. How can I let him know I'm feeling how I'm feeling without hurting him? How can I change the situation and get him to step up financially and around the house? Please help. Okay, so that's H, and G is 23 and isn't helping financially or domestically, let's call it. Well, I think the big thing is, and, and I think we've talked about this before, and it's just a fucking common denominator. If you want to um, have a relationship with someone, you gots to fight. <laughs> and if you haven't had your first fight yet, this is why you have so much built up resentment is because you haven't yes. fucking let it out. Get it out. I mean, and also, you know, I think I think that there's always somebody in, in a relationship that's more neat and tidy than 
the other. Like, I'll be honest, my husband is OCD and I am not. <laughs> yeah. I am the opposite. Yeah. I have a Liz put-away room, which is a room desi- designated for my bobby pins and Liz lint that I leave around. <laughs> yeah. And Liz shit. That's just like, it's It's, it's no. a room to put stuff away. It's just my stuff. Yeah. And like, if it's messy, we just close the door and he doesn't ask questions. Yeah. But once in a while, he'll open it and be like, wow, the Liz put-away room really has taken over. And I said, well, it's not the rest of the house. So, But he um, had a conversation with you probably to be like, Liz, your shit is fucking cray, multiple, please. Yeah. Multiple. And I think that's kind of, these are the early discussions that build your relationship. You need to talk about it. And listen, sweetheart, it's not always going to be rainbows and and sunshine. It's going to have you're going to have to have some d- nights where you go to bed a bit upset on both ends and he has to hear the truth from you. You you owe it to your relationship if you're in this for the long haul. You owe it to tell the truth and say how you feel or you're just going to build up more and more resentment and the relationship is going to crumble. It's going to But what's tricky is that there's money involved now. Like I get it with the cleaning, but what about money? How do you get to a point where you're like Hey, what's interesting is I I was having a conversation with our friend Lara and I was telling her that I split everything with Corey 50-50 and she was like, you do? That's so weird. But she was like, in fact, that's actually really quite smart. I always say to Corey, you're a fucking cheap ass. I'm like, can you just fucking pay a little bit extra? Like, why are we always fucking pinching pennies? It's so annoying. But like, we don't disagree when it comes down to that shit because – everything is 50-50. Like when you cut it down the middle, then like there is no reason for anybody to have their feathers ruffled. And like, I mean, it's kind of strange, I I guess that we're married and stuff and then we still do that. But if you're not married, I still think that that is a really good thing to be doing. Like cut that shit down the middle. Mm -hmm. Everybody should be paying 50-50 when you're living together um, and, and testing it out, right? Like nobody should be absorbing more of the costs. Interesting. I think when Nat and I first started dating, you know, I was starting out my career and we were in a long distance relationship and I wasn't able to pay for flights all the time. And Mm. so he jumped in and and it's not like I'm owing him back. I think now, you know, that I'm in a uh, more comfortable position, I'm able to contribute as much as I can when I can. Right. And it's not, you know, every by, okay, I pay rent at this place. You pay mortgage at that place or whatever it is, you know, we, we, we balance out, but I would not say it's split down the middle, but I think that's, those are discussions you'd really need to have at the very beginning of your relationship and make sure everybody's on the same page because for you and Corey, that works. And, and now he's building resentment that his partner is not contributing and that is gonna, that's gonna stay with you. That's something that's not going to go away. If you don't get it out there and you don't, discuss it. And, and it, these are tough conversations. Relationships are not easy, but you need, you owe it to yourself and your own sanity, but you also owe it to your relationship if you want this to go on to have these discussions. I like what you said about the resentment because that's what it is. If you're already stewing and you're writing to us, it means that like this you're is pissed. something. Yeah. You're pissed and you're pissed, but you're also like, I don't want to make him mad. Well, like, do you want to make yourself mad? Mm-hmm. Like what, level of anger or whose anger is more important to you? Is it your anger or your fear of his anger? Well, what's interesting too, right, is what you're saying is like it, you're, uh, to our writer age, you're scared that you, by bringing this up, you guys are going to have some fight and it's going to cause you guys to break up. Well, guess what? By not saying anything, mm-hmm. you're still going to yes. fucking break up yeah. because you're going to just somehow like spew it some other way yeah. and it, it's never going to work out if you hold all that shit in. And yeah, like you're right, Liz, like when people are earning different amounts, then yes, of course, someone overcompensates, which is what H did for a while. But then he fucking was like, excuse me, like, bitch, you're making the same amount of money, more money than me. And I'm still fucking absorbing all this shit. So that's part of living with someone. That's part Mm -hmm. of sharing a space. You have to talk finances and it's fucking a little bit ugly, but you have to do it. So how does he do it in a way that isn't confrontational? I think that's where he's coming at. I I don't know. I mean, way. you're the best at money conversation, so you should be really fucking doling this advice out. Well, I think that, listen, if you don't say something, what's going to end up coming out of your mouth is one day you'll be having dinner and you'll be like, <laughs> fuck you, freeloader. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so 
hey, anything but that. That's a good baseline. Yeah. How about that? How about anything but fuck you, freeloader? <laughs> yeah. And go from there. Yeah. I think it's, you know, it could be a simple conversation. You know, it's it, these, these conversations are never easy. But if you, you know, sit down to dinner one night and say, hey, there's been something that's kind of been in on my on my mind for the last little while and I I don't want this conversation to happen but I have to get it off my chest I need I need you to you know kind of balance me out a bit more I think you know now that you are a bit more comfortable than you were and um you're at a I don't know a more safe spot financially mm-hmm. I need you to start picking up the weight of this relationship financially, I think. And, and I think, picking up your shit. And picking up your shit as well. Can I tell you a really good time right now to talk about is tax time. So this is actually the perfect segue for you to bring up this conversation is when you see all the numbers and yes. be like, oh, okay, so you are making, oh, that's great that you're making X amount of money. Okay, I am too. Um, so now we can start to divvy up the bills a little bit more equal. That's all you have to do. Just like chill. the taxes are the worst thing in the entire world, but this is a great moment for you to talk money. It's like the most natural time to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a bad example for me because I know nothing about taxes. Like <laughs> who does you don't you just hand your receipts over to Yasik? Correct. Oh god. <laughs> Fucking hell. He okay. Files everything. Wow. Like I am a child. Like I He's constantly chasing me around the house, like, let's look at the bills. Let's look at their spreadsheets, whatever. And I'm like, la, 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 la. It's, I can't, every time someone put, puts a spreadsheet in front of my face, my eyes cross and I can't do it. So I, I'm not the person to talk about No. This. Okay. Well, most people do their taxes on their own. Okay. Lainey. And so um, <laughs> for the general public, I'm imagining H and sorry, what was the other dude's initials G- name? G. G will be doing their taxes individually. And I really do think that that would be the best time to bring up money talk. Excellent or if you're done your taxes, <laughs> if you're done your taxes and you both are eager beavers, you say like, hey, like, you know, I was over, I was just looking over my taxes the other day and it got me thinking and then bring it up that way. But taxes, blame it on the taxes, man. Use, use something as a segue into it. And it doesn't have to be that if it doesn't come naturally, if, you know, taxes are done and you're not thinking about them anymore then have that conversation, but you really, truly owe it to yourself and your sanity to have this discussion. Well, and the relationship, And the relationship. Yeah, yeah. You've invested enough financially and emotionally to this relationship. As for the sloppiness, I mean, I don't know. Them's the breaks. For me, it's like sometimes you live with someone and then you realize, oh, fuck, you know, they're a fucking mess. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't know. You can combine the two. Yeah. You can can be like, instead of introducing it the tax way. You could be like, oh, eat shit. That's a really good fucking tip hey, for this person. I don't know. I just can't relate to it because I, I don't know, know but, what okay, a tax fine. statement looks like. But you could be like, hey, so um, why don't we, you know, because I'm noticing maybe you don't really feel like cleaning. So do you want to chip in together for a cleaning service? And then you can go forward. Uh, I don't really have money for a cleaning service. Okay, well, if we don't chip in for a cleaning service, can we both you know, agree on at least every other day running the dishwasher? Listen, Corey always tries to, like, get me to do shit like that, and it doesn't work. I am who I am. Like, shit doesn't oh, make so it. Oh, you're a pig. Uh, sort of. Like, yeah, I am. Like, I leave. I'm not, like, it's not like I live, like, leave, like, shit-smeared underwear things, but, like, I'll leave my plate on the fucking table, and I just won't put it into the dishwasher. I, I'm that person. He'll do it for me. I am wonderful in so many other ways. <laughs> That if I fucking don't clean up, like, one of my straggly socks from the ground, he'll live. All right, From what's more important is the money, I think. What we're learning today, H, is that the money, yes, is more important than the cleaning. Focus on the money and getting your half um, by introducing a tax conversation. (laughs) So romantic. Or somewhere between tax conversation and fuck you freeloader, get that message out out into the open. Yeah. Next question. Next question is. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, 
I recently scored a job offer at my dream job in my dream location. What more could I ask for and why would I need your advice? Well, I thought my parents would be proud of me and happy, but their response was literally, we're disappointed. Why don't you keep looking somewhere closer to home? You see, my parents live in California and my job offer is in Hawaii. Oh my God, I'm so jealous. (laughs) My parents have always been very supportive of me and paid for my schooling as long as they approved of everything. But my mom was also a tiger mom and very emotionally manipulative. She basically chose my career path for me. Don't get me wrong. I love my job and when I do it, I love my mom. I feel like I owe my parents for everything they've done for me. I've lived away from home while in school and now during my residency. Okay, so this is a doctor. Mm. Okay. You're oh my spot. God, you're going to be a doctor in Hawaii? You're oh. Growing up, we would move every few years for my parents' job, so I feel like she's being hypocritical. I also have an older brother who's been living in Chicago for the past 15 years, so there's a double standard there too. I don't think I could forgive myself or my parents if I turned down this job offer. Thanks, spoiled youngest child. Take it. Oh my God. 100%. I don't know what the question is here. I think she's probably just conflicted of like disappointing her tiger mom um, and then by following her dream. Always follow your dream. That's always, that's, your mom will figure it out, but you need to go, you owe it to yourself. I keep saying that. I'm so like, <laughs> you owe yourself, kiddo. You owe yourself good lighting and a doctorate. And a great selfie folder yeah. like I have. It, you have to take your dream job. I mean, oh my god, your your doctor mom, in Hawaii. Your mom will figure no it out and and forgive you. And I know I, I get the pressure that your parents put you through school and helped you out and and raised you to be the great person that you are. But you also have to give yourself credit. You got yourself that job, and it's in Hawaii. Are you silly? Like poke bowls, acai bowls. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like the ocean, casual. The I just guys, the guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, and like also like sell that to your mom, like and girls and, and girls, sell guys the fact and girls. That, yeah, sell your she mom. Be like, you can, yeah, like I'll have a dope spot, mom. You can come and relax. Listen, your mom's gonna be a little bit upset. She'll be a little bit heartbroken. Obviously, you signed it, youngest daughter. So she obviously has. A little bit, you know, she she loves you probably the most mm-hmm. and wants to keep you around because um, she doesn't want the last kid to leave the nest. Um, but as Liz said, she'll get over it and you're just going to have to go. You're just going to have to go. I really like the suggestion of like throwing in bonuses though. I get it. I mean, I'm not a parent, but it must be hard, right, to raise two kids and one's in Chicago, you're in California, and the other one is going to go to Hawaii. Like, and – Parents generally don't want to be away from their kids. Like, I get it. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely some compassion that can be, like, not compassion in the form of not taking your dream job, obviously. But I think what you want to do is be firm in that this is my decision. But hey, why don't you come to see me every three months? Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to come every three months staggered from there. So we're actually going to see each other, whatever the math is on that, we're actually going to be seeing each other every two months. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. And I'm going to cut math. Yeah. That was like, that is one of those equations. If you see your mom every three months and she comes every three months, but staggered, then how often do you see each other? Yeah. Yeah, My brain just flatlined. Yeah. Um, But also, you know, I think that you are, there's no question. You've already decided, right? Yeah. Spoiled youngest ch- doctor here has already decided. So it's about how to deliver Breaking the, the blow yeah. and soften it. So yeah, exactly. Say, you can come see me. Let's start making dates right now. Let's sit down mm-hmm. and look at the calendar and start picking when and where and who's going to come. And then let's make up a schedule where we can Skype each other or FaceTime each other all the time. Well, because don't tiger moms love that? Like I don't have a tiger mom, but I would imagine tiger moms love yes. some like like – an Excel spreadsheet of what the fuck their life is going to look like in a year, right? Like if you kind of push back the tiger mom with yeah. some of your own tiger mom-isms, then mm-hmm. she'll appreciate Tell that, right? Well, mama. Yeah. But also, let's keep in mind, the other uh, situation she could be in is trying to get you out of the house because you could be freeloading off them into your 40s. Like, I mean, does she want you to go and spread your wings and do you, boo-boo? Probably. So just kind of enjoy that and enjoy where you got yourself. And, you know, there's some, I I think about one of my parents' friends, it's like, they can't get their son to leave the house. 
Like she raised adventurers. One's in Hawaii and one's in Chicago. This is great. This is what she probably, you know, instilled in you when you were kids to to take risks, take adventure. I don't know. Don't you think? I wonder if or this she's is, running away. No, think? I think when when this person is telling us that they have a tiger mom, I think this is where maybe your whiteness may not give you the experience. <laughs> yeah. of, I don't of, know what a tiger mom is. I thought it was like a cheerleading mom. <laughs> What's a tiger mom? Mean? So a tiger oh, mom yes. is like this. So this woman wrote a book, but like, and she called herself a tiger mom. She's an academic at an Ivy League university. I think it's Harvard. And she talked about how she's an Asian woman and she's raising her two daughters and she's like a tiger. Like, no, you can't do this. No sleepovers. Must study. Take violin and piano and you're going to be a doctor and choir and whatever. And it's every immigrant kid understands this mentality. Mm-hmm. So whereas like the white… <laughs> it's like push, push, push. Excel, yeah. excel, excel. Right. White parents are like, get the fuck out of my house. Asian, I'll speak, I'll speak for a, a lot of Asian parents are like… You will stay in this house until you're 40. Because you're going to take care of me. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And in fact, when you want to have babies, I'll take care of your babies for you. We'll all live in one happy house together. So like the the white family and the Asian family are totally different beasts. And so this is 100% textbook Asian family. I'm bowing out. (laughs) Yeah. I, but you're right. Like there, yeah. there are a lot of people out there listening who are like, I don't get this. Like yeah. my parents, I appreciate this discussion. And those mm, are white I'm people. Learning. <laughs> and the Asian people aren't like that. They're so, they're terrified, right? They're terrified of breaking that news to their tiger mom. But I, it, there comes but blame it on other sister. Blame it on or the other sibling. Other sibling. Sorry. Um, blame it on like they're in Chicago. Use that. Bring that up. Yeah. The the sense of betrayal from Tiger Mom is like, your older brother betrayed our values and you oh, can't do the no. same thing. But here's what I will say. Tiger Moms love to brag. Mm. So what you need to do is find like, oh my God, you're a doctor and you have this job in Hawaii. All Tiger Mom's friends are going to be like, what is Younger Child doing? Younger Child is in Hawaii now and is a doctor. And Tiger Mom gets to go glamorous yes. Hawaii and have these beautiful yes. pictures with sunsets. Lean yes. into totally. the brain. Yeah. Lean, totally. lean into the brain. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a tip. Give a tip from a, a daughter of a Tiger Mom myself. Yeah. I moved away to Vancouver. They weren't happy about it. But then I realized they, there could be bragging rights. Do your parents live in the basement? <laughs> No, that's why we need to keep our house relatively small. Like if Yasik and I upsize to a bigger house, that's There would be no excuse. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's nowhere for them to live here. But if we, if we even got like a bigger house, like 30% bigger, that's, that is, that's like, that is a likelihood. That's an invitation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't have a tiger mom, but I have a, a Chinese dad and he very much is like, why aren't you taking care of me? Like, when can I be here? When are you <laughs> buying me a ticket? Like, it's all very much like, why am I not taking care of him? So yeah, tiger dads exist too. Um, yeah. I actually have a friend who has immigrant parents, not Asian, mm-hmm. and they live abroad. And um, this happens to them too, like the guilt and whatever. But ultimately, doctor friend here, they did it and they're there. And unfortunately, once in a while, you're just going to have to suck up the guilt trips that mom gives you. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to suck. You're going to be a, in a bad mood for a couple of days. And then you're going to get on with your life in Hawaii. And until the next phone call, when your mother decides to be bitchy about it, you're going to have to relive the cycle. Like, it's just something – you've made your decision. We've made it for you, even if you haven't. Yeah. Just know that, Yeah. Whenever you talk, you're going to get it. Sorry, but you live in Hawaii. Why so? We don't really feel bad for you. <laughs> totally. You'll be fine. Okay, last question. Yes. Um, I'm writing because I need your advice about the decision to have children and staying in a long-term relationship. I've been with M for three years and we moved in together about two months ago. He's the kindest, sweetest man I've ever met and would do anything for me. He's 31 and I'm 27. As more of his friends have been starting parenthood, I begin to think I don't want children at all. And if I do, it would be later in life to adopt. However, he stated recently that he wants his own children and could see himself having kids in the next three years. I would be happy with just a dog for now. 
Knowing that Lainey doesn't want children, my question is, does this perspective change at some point? How did you know you didn't want kids? Should I break up with someone that is a genuinely kind and honest man because they want kids and I'm not sure I do? I feel bad for holding on to him if I don't want kids in three years. I'm also going on a vacation in a month with his parents for their anniversary as they were kind enough to invite us. I don't know what to do as I can see my life without him, but I don't want to let such a good thing go, especially if I change my mind about children later in life because he would make a great dad. Love, Jay. Okay. Lizzie, I think you're around the same, same age yeah. as Jay. Sash and I have had this conversation before about, um, I think, you know, I recently turned 30 and there's a lot of pressure at my age right now. To, Who the fuck is pressuring you? Uh, society and Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously, like some, some of my friends from home already have like four kids. And I think, and you know, like, my former best friend from high school already has three. Like, that's, you know. What? It's wow. nuts. I mean, I grew up in London, Ontario. Shout out to London, Ontario. But I think, you know, you get married around 27, 28, maybe earlier. You pop out some kids and you're like the young, cool mom. And you're still in your early 30s. But I think, you know, I've put my career first through most of my adulting. Um, and... Uh, my husband's a few years older than me. And I think I've talked to you about this. You know, yeah. I've, I've felt this pressure from a lot of different angles. Not my parents. My parents haven't done that. Um, but I think it's so hard. Like, I still don't know. I'm such a kid person. I nannied my entire life. I I think that being a mom, I want a mini me. I'm selfish. I mean, we talked about selfies. I'm vain. I want like the mini Lizzie running around. <laughs> she would be so great and cool. Um <laughs> But I also think you got to figure out what's right for your circumstances, what's right for your relationship, what's right for you at the time, and who knows if you're you're going to have difficulties. There's a lot of factors that play into it, and it's okay not to have all the answers right away, um, but that's kind of life. It's like a game of risk, you know? Sometimes you give up things, but if in your gut of guts is telling you, like, I don't really want kids with this, like, you got to... Bon voyage and go find somebody that's, you know, young and the restless and just wants a good time. I don't know. I I, I just think I don't have the answers just yet either. And and I, I still think it's okay. Like we've talked about it. Like if we have kids someday, if if we choose to have kids. But I also want to think about five years down the line, like what's the world going to be like in five years? Like I don't know if you – it's going to be a fun place to bring kids into. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a very challenging discussion mm-hmm. and I'm going through it right now. So that's my opinion. I think 27 is really young to be making that decision. Um, Are they married? They're not married, right? No. No. Uh, I feel like she's like panicking a bit, like if she needs to pull the plug. I don't think you need to do anything right now. I think you need to just kind of be honest with your boyfriend to be like, I haven't made my mind up, right? If she was telling me now, I absolutely do not want children, then yes, my advice would be fucking cut bait and find someone else. But she doesn't know, right? Like she's still trying to figure out her life and where a a child Mm -hmm. would fit in. So I would just – my only advice would be like keep the conversation open with your boyfriend. Let him know that right now you don't want to have a kid. You don't know in three years if you will. But like you're open to it and like let's see how it goes. Like I don't think there needs to be an imminent breakup. A deadline too. A deadline on your relationship. Like his three years that he wants to see himself having a kid in three years – that shouldn't there's that shouldn't be a hard out like by this date if we don't have a kid. But I kind of get that because when I was wanting to have a kid, I was like, okay, Corey, like fucking next year, like we're gonna fucking procreate and we're gonna have one. And if he kind if he came back at me and was like, uh, no, I would be like, yes, like I would have forced the issue because I guess I'm a horrible person. <laughs> um, so that, I guess it just sort of flipped flipped roles a bit, right? Like. The guy rarely do you hear about a guy being like, I really want to be a father really soon. Um, I don't know really where I'm going with this, other than to say that uh I think you guys are both young and the decision doesn't have to be made tomorrow. Like I think you just have to continue to be open with him. Yeah. Like you knew that you didn't want to have children. Not when we got married. Okay, so can you play that one out? Because she So won't. when we when Yasik and I got married, we fully expected that we would be people who would have children just because that's the typical path that people take. Mm -hmm. We didn't have like a serious heart to heart, like when should we have kids? It was just an expectation. That's what 
people do mm-hmm. yeah. normally. You get married, you have children, that is a life. And then we got married and we weren't talking about it. And another year goes by and we weren't talking about it. We were having so much fun and we were really enjoying each other and our careers were taking off. And then his brother had his third. And one day they were at, like they were short on childcare. So I had to be the emergency babysitter of three kids. Of three kids. At the time, they were four, two, and zero. Like the newborn, which the eight most months. horrible yeah. ages ever the, together. Like the newborn was eight months. The second child was two because they had kids two, two, and two. Like they had kids, wow. three kids, two years each apart. And then the oldest was four. So by myself, I was looking after four, two, and zero. Mm. And I spent three hours with them. In that process, the toilet got clogged. The dog got kicked. Mayhem happened. And I left that house and I called him and I was like, that's it. Like, I've just had an epiphany. This is not me. This is not our life. And he was like, yeah, I get that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And we haven't, there was no turning back. And like, even now, every month or so, we look at each other and we're like, best decision we've ever made. Right. But I will say that I know people who thought that they were like us. Yeah. And then they got to 38, 39 and changed their minds and it was too late. Mm. And it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's really, really sad. And when you've watched someone go through wanting something and it the like nature and the world can't give it to them and you care about them and that is like it is so profoundly upsetting mm. and so profoundly devastating that I'm now having seen friends go through that. I am now at the point where anybody who talks to me about this, I say, if you can, freeze your eggs. Do it right now. You're 27 years old, Jay. If you have the finances, now do it. If you don't, start saving. It is an investment that the world and technology and science have have given you that. And Liz, I'm saying it to you too. I know. I'm like hiding in my hoodie right now. I know. (laughs) I'm saying it to you too. I know that I didn't make, quote, air quotes, a mistake. I know that I won't regret it. But I have seen people regret it and it is horrible. Well, I'm in the gray area of regret, right? Like I am that exact age group that you just said. And I still don't know what I want to do. And I think come 41, 42, and I'm like, oh, ding, I want one and I can't have it. I'll probably, it'll get, shit will get really dark. Um, And and that's just the reality of it. But... (laughs) The great thing, though, is our writer is only 27. She legit has 10 solid years, almost 10 solid years of being able, being fertile. Um, and but I do but I do I do totally agree with you, Lainey, um, that freezing eggs and saving money for that is like a really, really, really important thing to do. So, you know, the interesting thing to this discussion is the fact that I have seven adopted kids in my family. And I'm like super into adoption. I think adoption is the beautiful, the I most agree. beautiful gift you could give anyone, like to give them a second chance. You know what I mean? I think this is like, and my, I think about my aunts who adopted and I think they're so courageous and, you know, um, they're very open, all of them about how they came into the world and, and why they aren't with their birth parents and how they're their parents and what adoption is and, um, and this discussion came up in my family this week about one of my cousins finding out like she was adopted and kind of, or not finding out, kind of diving deep into like her parents' history and why mm-hmm. they couldn't have, like keep her and stuff like that. And there are always options. Like I had a talk with my doctor recently and she said, okay, you just turned 30. I want you to do me a favor and chill out. Like the world is going to start telling you procreate, procreate, procreate. You have time to just enjoy these like honeymoon years, like enjoy this time and enjoy your youth. You still are in good shape. And like these are these are conversations you could be openly having with your doctor. And maybe you guys aren't in in the position in your relationship to talk, start talking freezing eggs. But um, have these conversations, ask the questions, do the research, do what you need to do so that come the time 
you reach an, an age where you might not be able to um, have babies, you can you can feel at least like you did yourself justice and, and you did the research that you could have and, and you were well-educated with your decision. Yes, 100%. But the other part of this question is like, I don't know if I want to. What do I do with this boyfriend who wants it so badly? Right? Like that's that's yeah. really the gist of this question is like not about her fucking, you know, storing away her eggs for a rainy mm-hmm. day. It's like, I don't know. I don't give a fuck right now because I'm 27 and I'm with this guy who might be putting on the pressure a bit about having a kid. Do I? I don't know. Like, I don't read it that way. I feel like it's in her head a little bit. You know? Oh, I don't necessarily think he's – you're right. Like, I don't think he's putting pressure on her. But she's sort of like, what do I do with a guy who wants a future with children? And I don't even know if I want that right now. Well, he said that he wants his own children and could see himself having kids in the next three years. Like, I don't know. Buddy's not knocking on the door of her uterus and being like, let me in. He's saying, we're dating. We just moved in. Like, we just moved in two months ago. You're coming to see my parents this weekend. Or we're going on a holiday with my parents. I don't know. Like, three years. I don't think he's rushing her either. Listen, I think three she's years. the one who's, like, freaking out. Listen, three years is 30. Uh, she's probably like, dude, I'm not ready at 30. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's fine. It's not absolute pressure. He's not, like putting it in her calendar, but at 30, to think at 30 that she was going to push out babies, like, that's fair. Like, I would be, I would, I would feel like a little bit of pressure because I don't know if that's what I'd want. Why bother going on in a relationship for a few years if that's not what she wants her future to look like? Again, I go back to my advice before, which is just like, everybody just chill. Yes. Mm -hmm. Everybody just chill. Everybody just chill. And you tell your boyfriend, we need to chill. Like, please, you know, like it's a a bit, it feels like a little bit of pressure that you said the three-year mark. I don't know if you intended to do that or not, but like, let's all just chill. I don't know if I want to have fucking kids yet. Let's live our lives for a bit. See how living with each other goes and we'll fucking play it by ear. Yes. That's the, that is exactly. Chill out. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Everyone needs to fucking chill and on the mic. if you get an inheritance from somebody, egg freezing, think about it. Yeah. Think about it. But like uh, if you get some fucking money, spend it. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, <laughs> don't store your eggs just yet. You still have a lot of time. I'm buying like, you know, a new backpack. <laughs> I just bought one. I know. Because like, mine broke. I just bought a fucking fanny pack. using the new Stella McCartney star backpacks. <laughs> I want one. I, so that's what, like, I'm going to spend my freezing egg money on. So I don't know about you, but and please will look cute. Millennial. Yeah. Wait, I just have one final question. Okay. For the podcast. Yeah. Sash, will you take a selfie? Fuck no. I just came back from the gym. Also, my other thing is I don't want to look fucking manky janky Get on Instagram either. Stop. See? You are... No, you you should look that way on Instagram because you are the, the problem right now. I will say to agree with Sasha that I don't understand the gym selfie. I think it's so <sighs> like that is where I I can't look. Oh, what, what she just put she just though? put your her finger in your face. What, which one? Because <laughs> there's either the like the the sweaty reality of how disgusting you are after the gym, which I think is cool because it's like, dude, I just got my ass kicked and. I'm like sweaty and disgusting because there's this rule on Instagram, like with outfits. It's like if it's not on Instagram, it didn't happen. Like I can still. But it did outfit. happen. You did go to the gym yeah. in those fucking clothes. Yeah, I know. But that. But then I want to like sometimes, you know, I feel pressure from people in my life that fitness is great, and I feel like, well, I want to show off that I'm working out too. So I feel the pressure as well. So I'm like, I'm going to contribute to the pressure this and add someone else. Exhibit A, B, and C, D, E, F, G. I know. I know. I know I'm exactly. <laughs> this is why you invited me on the podcast slash I asked again because I'm a millennial and I'm selfish. But I will say that the gym selfie, sometimes I think it's like, it's hard earned. <laughs> like I earned it. To show you that I earned it. So you worked, it's like a out sticker. Just to, you worked out just to have a selfie? No, but sometimes I'm like, I don't know. I want to like show people like, yeah, I ate a burger and fries last night. I'm okay. I, I literally am one of those people that I work out so I can eat. That's like, that's how it is. It's not like, you know, like I want to eat what I want and I want to drink what I want. 
And that's why I balance it out by working out. But sometimes I want to show that I work out. It's probably not the motivation behind the gym selfie that bothers me as much as the execution. By that, I mean, I am at the gym and you're on the fucking machine that I want. <laughs> and oh, you're like, get out of the way. Do your business. Get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Shit or get off the pot. You know, and, and it's like, but again, to your point early, early, earlier, sometimes you need 15 shots before mm. you get the one you want. So I'm waiting for you to take 15 of them before you get off the thing that I need to get on. That's so That makes me crazy. Um, the other thing that makes me crazy about the gym selfie is nobody ever posts a gym selfie or like a gym boomerang or whatever where their form is bad. Show me your, show me do you doing a push-up where you fucking suck at the push-up. Of course that's not ever going to happen. Also, show me your crotch sweat. I don't think like I've ever seen a selfie. Maybe I need there to take you go. A, a gym selfie there of my go, crotch Lizzie. sweat. There. Like, you know, women sweat in their crotches and so do men when they work out. So maybe that's the next selfie. There you go. There you go. I think hashtag it would be that. probably… <laughs> crotch sweat. It would be hashtag crotch sweat, hashtag it's going to get deleted for like abusive material on, you, you know how you can like, people can report you on Instagram. I don't oh, know if you, you think that. a sweaty cooch would get you But I feel like someone's off. like, well, that's too much. Well, no I one's reported me yet that. for my period blood, although it could happen soon. I mean, you're talking to a girl that like gladly signed up to be in a tampon commercial. So I'm all for. Did you really? You're in a tampon yeah, commercial? Yeah, like a few years oh, ago. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. About yeah, yeah, Shark yeah, yeah. Week and about like. <laughs> You know, shark week. I'm down with it, girls. Embrace your periods. We all have them. My dogs Except can smell when I'm on my period. Oh, can, okay. <laughs> I feel like this is a good time to wrap it up. <laughs> this We're is a great time to wrap it up. <laughs> Thank you, Lizard. I love you guys. Thanks for coming. You. Keep your questions coming to me at Sasha at LadyGossip.com. Check us out on Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. Leave your comments. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.